I believe that you were born to do something amazing. I believe you have an incredible gift to share and that there are people waiting for you right now. What is your what? What is chosen you? What is your what in all the things that you do? It's time to let go, to spread your wings and let be. Because it's time to be free, 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 free. Alrighty, welcome to What Is Your What Wednesday here on Reinvention Radio. Steve O's hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. Richie Ote. What's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going, Steve? All how's right, all right. Going? And here on What Is Your What Wednesday, we talk about the tips and tools and strategies and shortcuts found in my New York Times bestselling book, What Is Your What? Discover the one amazing thing you were born to do. And you can grab a free copy of that at whatisyourwhat.com. And so here we are, uh, well, pretty much at the beginning of the year still. By the way, when does that end? Like, when, when can we no longer say we're at the beginning of the year? Is that like February 1st? Like, the whole month of January, we can say it's still the beginning of the year. I just want to make sure I've got it. Tax time. So, oh, April 15th. You know, After, around there. So, all right. so, you get the whole first quarter, basically. I so, think so. We oh, get yeah. the whole first quarter. Okay, so check yes. it out. When yes. you get into April, uh-huh. you're like, dang, I got to kick it in gear for this year because, you know, you, you just you get more financially, like, your mindset is around that. Mm-hmm. But the first quarter, you're like, I've got all this time. Yeah. Interesting. So what if we like cranked it up crazy in the first quarter and then made our year in right? that first quarter and then we took the rest of the year off and chilled? Like how about that for an idea? No? Okay. I don't think you'd do it. Keep the That's momentum right. going. Keep the momentum going. All right. So here we are in, uh, well, in the beginning of the year. Technically, that is still correct. So I can still say yes, that now say that. by all measures. And what I have found is that, and Wade talked about this in the sound off segment a little bit, but what I have found uh, is that as we turn the corner, we make those New Year's resolutions. And as it relates to our jobs and things that we do for a living, a lot of people say, I'm going to find more satisfaction in my work and do something that really fulfills me. And, you know, hey, I People say, and I guess this is somewhat accurate for, well, I guess it is accurate for most people that they spend more time at work than they do with their with their families, right? So I guess more mm-hmm. waking hours, it, that's true, right? Maybe not if you count sleep, then maybe you have more hours at home. But in terms of waking hours, for sure, you spend more time in that work mode than you do in you know sort of that family-ish mode. So my question for you guys is for those who are not necessarily – living their what and don't feel completely fulfilled by what it is that they do on a daily basis. They go and they do their nine to five and, you know, they might like it or tolerate it, but they don't love it. It doesn't necessarily put that fire in their soul. What are some of your thoughts? And I have my own, of course, but what are some of your thoughts around how if that is part of their New Year's resolutions to do something uh, that they love more? that they find more fulfilling. How do you recommend people take on the transition? Because that's specifically what I want to talk about. I'm, I'm making the assumption that somebody knows what their what is. Oh, okay. And so they, they know what it so is. So they know what it is, but maybe they've never made a dime doing it, or maybe they're making too much money doing this other thing, which is just you know for the money. I mean, they really don't love it, but they have money coming in from it. Uh, let's talk about transition. So by this time next year, how could they, in your minds, how could they be living their 
they're what? What could they do? Well, I think they have to start out with researching the marketplace, who's doing it, who's, where's the pocket, um, and researching meaning do they have to build a following? Do they, you know, how do you kind of have to back into it? Mm -hmm. So give me an example of somebody's what? Uh, Well, mm, typically you find mm, people who are natural born healers, let's say. Like they're just they they are healers and maybe they heal through um, massage or they heal through nursing or they heal through uh, more of sort of a a woo kind of mm-hmm. you know type of vocation like sacral this that oh, or yeah. the other. I that mean that stuff like, is awesome. Yeah, cranial sacral. That's the one. Love it. That's the one. So I was in that industry. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to make a lot of money because some of those modalities are considered a luxury. Mm. Hairdressers, you tell a woman she doesn't get to get her hair done and look at her face. She's going to be mad. Right? Mm-hmm. So hairstylists and, and would make probably the cream of the crop over the esthetician, over the masseuse, over the – do you get what I'm saying? Like if you only had 100 bucks to spend, what are you going to spend it on? I'm going to get my hair done. Mm. And nails are another luxury. Mm-hmm. So – Really looking at it realistically, there could be another fit for you in that industry. I know people that build a speaking, coaching, consulting business just for those people. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take longer than you think. It's going to cost a little bit more than you think and might be a little harder than you think. I don't think you can – you'd have to probably piggyback your, your day job. Mm-hmm. Or work so on the weekends. Say, when you say, okay, what does that mean, piggyback? Well, you can't quit your day job, so you're going to have to find those extra hours maybe in the morning before you go to work um, and really seek your muse mm-hmm. because the answers are in you. But when we're using our eyeballs and our earbuds and trying to re, you know think things through so much, then you get a little panic like, oh, I don't think I can do this, and it gets frustrating, and then you might drop it. Does that any of that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Richie, Wisdom from the Richard. Richie, what are you thinking around that? So, you phrase need me to repeat the, the question. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I got it, but I just to make sure the context for everyone too. <laughs> Absolutely. So, if somebody is feeling today like they're just not completely fired up about what it is that they're doing, and they don't really have a desire to jump out of bed every morning, and you know, the days feel long and, and this, that, and the other, and they know they're not living their what uh, on a consistent basis, but they know what it is. How can they transition What's out the of... Eh, yeah. Okay, sure. Got it. Um, I, you know, my theory is it's, people call it traffic conversion and follow-up, and I call it attention, trust, and nurturing. So it all starts with attention. So I would go straight into conversations with people in the field you're doing and have the conversations with them. That way you're doing whatever you're doing. You're doing your normal work. You're doing your normal thing. You're garnering the attention. You can document your process of creation while you're curating other people's things they've created. So you, you can buy some lag time on actually having to make something. Mm-hmm. but your knowledge still gets shared out there. Your wisdom still gets shared out there. Your experience gets shared and you have the connection. So now when said project is built, the service, the product or whatever it is that you're going to sell to them, 
you have the audience already. That's why everybody says the money's in the list. It's not the money's in the people. The list is just a quicker access to the people. Mm-hmm. And if you already have that list, you know, what's better than your own house list? The list of the person you're interviewing on a podcast, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's all that's what this whole authority play is, what I call Oprahfication. You know, when you if you have that person that you're interviewing on there, you have the attention. And now say you interview, let's go back to your, uh, your, uh, the example you gave Mary, like a masseuse or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The soft arts. See, I, I look at, I know exactly what you meant, Mary, but I think that's part of the problem is most people go right into thinking the money needs to be made in that thing itself. Whereas they could maybe only make $50,000 a year being a masseuse, but make. Uh, you know, $200,000, $250,000 a year going to conferences where masseuses are and doing keynotes on how to, Bam. you know, how to yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, exactly. mm-hmm. okay. so, so I would start so with the, attention. Is the, is, I would start in conversations with people in the industry and that would be my training wheels because you, you really get to ask questions and get input from people while you're building it as opposed to like, Hey, remember the, remember when I said you can plan 24 hours and it's not going to turn out that way? You can right. spend three years building something and being like, oh, that's great, but wish you would have built it like this. And, you know, one or two conversations early in the process would have changed it. Would have told you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So training wheels, step one could be to go and start talking to people who are in the industry and are making a living then from – that particular line of work. Yeah, if you want to be a podcaster, go talk to a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So what could a step two be then? So if if the first step is to talk to people and get your feet wet around the industry and start kind of ingraining yourself into that world. I would take those short form ones I talked about earlier on the... what The text, imagery, and audio. Yeah, and I would curate other people and edify them, champion what they're doing, so are you saying maybe interview them or... or even just, you know, I mean, if it's still, I still believe it's five to 10 touch points, the good old fashioned thing, but it used to be a cold call and then, a, you know, a direct Seven mail calls, and all this stuff. Yeah, and now yeah. it's like, oh, that was Richard making a comment on one of my Twitter posts. Uh, you know, that, that guy's interesting or, you know, and then, you know, he says something on my Quora and, you know, you see these and we're so fractured, you might not notice it at first, but then by the time you finally get to the conference and you're talking to that person, you don't realize you actually have had four or five touch points already. And so it, sometimes the sale takes place quicker. It's mm-hmm. just it's random because we're so fractioned. Yeah. We're so divided up. Yeah. So so those are the first two steps. And then in the last 20 seconds here, any thoughts on a, on a third step that someone could take to, to make that transition? Mary, any ideas around Rinse that? and repeat. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> Keep doing it because it's, yeah. you know, like what Richard was saying for them to do may not work the first time. It's not mm-hmm. just four to ten touch points with that one thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe look at all the various ways that people are actually making money in that industry that may not necessarily be the hands-on. In that case, if we're dealing with healers, like the hands-on massage, but what is actually scalable, right, and right. creating something that is scalable around that. All right, interesting ideas, folks. Don't forget, Grady, grab a free copy of What Is Your What at whatisyourwhat.com, and we will talk to you guys next time here on What Is Your What Wednesday on Reinvention Radio. Take care.
You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olshin, visit reinventionradio.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're at a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Ulcher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting TheReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays, no more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to TheReinventionWorkshop.com That's TheReinventionWorkshop.com 